You got your mama's sunshine. You got your daddy's rain. You're like a piece of heaven in a hurricane. This is Pastor Ron here, and I want to thank you today for joining our broadcast. Today, we're going to live dangerously. We're going to talk about aliens, UFOs, angels, demons, and what the Bible has to say and what other people are saying. So if that topic interests you, come on in. We'd love to have you. Hey, guys, here we are up on the mountain today with our podcast, Off the Mountain. My name is Ron Vietti. I'm the pastor of VBF, and I have with me my son, Josh Vietti. I have Vince uh, Sierra hey. and Pastor Tom Touchstone, and we're really all pastors, but uh, we work at different places on the staff at VBF. And we're up here today, and we want to talk about the uh, reality of the invisible, aliens. Uh, what's all this talk about aliens? What's all this talk about UFOs? Why is it hitting the news? Why is our government looking into it? We got a lot of stuff to say. Of course, we'll come from a biblical perspective at some point. But let's start talking about all of this, you know, news stuff out there. Joe Rogan's talking about it. Podcasts. Are there aliens among us? What are these UFOs? The government's getting involved. It's, it's the hype right now. And so let's start off just kind of talking about this stuff, and then we'll see where we go. So when we were young, uh, we used to go snowboarding a lot, and um, we didn't have a lot of money to stay the night. So sometimes we'd leave uh, really late at night and just drive up there and sleep in the parking lot. We would, yeah. The next day. And uh, driving through the desert um, late at night like that, we would always find, we'd always look for it. We would always find a radio program called Coast to Coast. Oh, I love Coast to Coast. I, I and, love uh, that show. and we loved it, man. And we would always get excited about it, especially when they're talking about aliens or they're talking about, uh, you know, extraterrestrial type things. So positively. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> excited about it. So, Adamantly. Um, you know, we just had a huge fascination in that whole thing. And, and, you know, you're driving through the desert, you're looking up into the night sky and you're just wondering, you know, What's you just know there? you're going to see something. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know why we had that fascination. We talked about that on the way up is why is it that people are even fascinated about this? Yeah, well, you know what? Again, The Walking Dead, that was a very popular show on TV. When it gets into the supernatural realm, America, you know, gets pretty curious. Now, from my point of view, and we will get there at some point in this podcast, I have the real facts about this other side. And uh, it's a right. biblical and experiential thing we'll talk about. But let's go back to this for just a moment, because uh, Carl Sagan said something that I thought was very interesting years ago. He said, the universe is pretty, a pretty big place. If it's just us, it seems like an awful waste of space. Mm -hmm. I think it was Dr. Hugh Ross who said reasons to believe. He says he thinks the UFO sightings, he thinks probably 95% of them are fake. And I tend to agree. They could be asteroids, weather balloons, comets, drones, lasers. And some of these people are goofy as a day is long. Mm -hmm. But he said there's 5% that really concerns him. And it's those 5% are by reputable people. And he believes there's really something to them. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's just kind of continue well, from well, there. You know where it gets real for me, Pastor, is, um, hope I can say that on this. But um, a few years ago, when uh, uh, President Trump was in office, they came out and told us that we have a space force. And I always love the Independence Day shows, you know, that shows America fighting that, you know, and I always thought, well, that'd be kind of nice. But that day, I'm like, so if we need a space force, 
<laughs> yes. Why? <laughs> Why? And what aren't they telling us? And it's funny how later in, and now they're telling us that UFOs exist. I think mm-hmm. that's something that every country has talked about now. Right. Everyone is talking about sightings of UFOs. So as we're out there, you know, I, I get this feeling that they're spoon feeding us. Well, you know what? Let, let what, me. What's that okay. saying you had? I have a saying. Okay. Yeah. For those that don't know me, those in the church are going to go, come saying. on, Ron, get some new stories. I love this. But one day, a guy goes on vacation and he leaves his cat with his brother. And his brother's kind of goofy. And so the guy flies to another state and he isn't there for a few hours. Then his brother calls him and says, hey, your cat is dead. He said, what? My cat is dead. You're just going to come right out and say, my cat is dead? He said, well, what do you want me to do? He said, you should kind of warn me. For example, he said, man, you have no tact at all. You should say something like, Maybe call me today and say, your, your cat's on the roof, and it won't come down. And the next day, call me, say, your cat's still on the roof, and it won't come down. And then maybe the third day, call and say, your cat's dead. I'm sorry. So that kind of, you know, preps me for it. And so he said, okay, I get it. So the next year, the guy leaves and goes on vacation, and his brother calls him. and says, I just want to tell you, said, dad and mom's on the roof, and they won't come down. <laughs> And and so I've used that for years, uh, basically trying to say that sometimes we have to, like you say, spoon feed people. We got to kind of break it easy to them. And and you're saying, Tom, or asking the question, is that what our, is that what our government's doing with us? I feel like that's what they're doing. It was interesting when they leaked the video, it kind of went popular a couple of years ago with the two air force pilots when they have the radar and they have these two, Mm -hmm. you know, basically UFOs going back and forth and they're trying to chase them down and they're, they're freaking out. Like what is it is on the radar? Fighter pilots. Yes. Experienced kind of mystified, kind of like, unexplainable like what is this you're like okay <laughs> now we're there well it's funny to me because uh pentagon has released you know these videos and uh shown that something that they can't explain exists right, right? and our reaction is eh, oh well it's part of the news it's part of the news cycle okay yeah okay whatever i talked to a guy the other day about this and uh i was talking to him about some, a bunch of stuff and and basically uh, he, he didn't understand what I was talking about. He didn't, he hadn't heard the news that, uh, that these videos were released. And I was like, what rock have you been under? But I was, it made me realize we are, uh, we are exposed to so many different news stories a day that it's just one of, of, of a million, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, um, I, 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 I have a, a fact that, in November 23rd, 1996, CNN filmed 10 minutes of national TV of a cigar-shaped UFO over, over Seoul. Hmm. You know, I mean, there again, we all talk about fake news and stuff, but I mean, 10 minutes on CNN. Hmm. I mean, that catches your attention. Doesn't China, did somebody say that China is having some uh, uh, discussion? right. Josh said earlier. Uh, yeah. yeah, if you, Receiving if you messages. Google China UFO government, uh, it says that they have received, uh, they claim to have received signals from uh, extraterrestrial life. So, Wait, Well, and it says March 97. Like a, it's like a race. Strange vehicles were over Phoenix filmed in Arizona moving at, you know, a high rate of speed. Mm-hmm. So when you start to hear these, like, it's like they aren't, it, the, the presence isn't hiding. They're showing yeah. up. And there, there's there's Air Force officials, pilots or whatever. They they have said that sometimes these spacecrafts can move anywhere from 3,500 miles per hour to 12,000 miles per hour. It's wild. Can, can, can I not just say right now that we all definitely know 
that there are UFOs out there. When you, when yes. you define them, well, unidentified, unidentified flying yeah. objects. Right. right. So whether they're from another planet or whether they're from China or Korea or what, we, they're unidentified at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think they categorize them into three hypotheses, naturalistic, extraterrestrial, and extradimensional. Hmm. You know, I mean, naturalistic is man-made causes. Extraterrestrial right. means another life, but extra-dimensional uh, is just non-physical crafts and beings beyond space and time. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, we, we've all seen the movie Interstellar, right? Right. I, I right. have. It's, it's a great one. Yeah. You know, it just it, it gets your mind kind of going. And um, I, I, I love the fact that people are starting to come together with some conclusions. And I'm not sure what they're concluding. Yeah. Everybody's drawing at strings, you know. Trying to explain it in your own way. I think the that's only thing that I could imagine it would be if it were natural is light. Like if it were some sort of projected light and somebody's moving it around from another spot, you know, like that. That's, that's an interesting theory because the idea of, you know, they say that we see the stars light years away, right? The reflections yeah. burning off. So if there's like, there's light reflecting from other planets and we're seeing it, that's actually an interesting theory. Right. Because well, if, you, if you shine a flashlight on a wall and you move it real fast, if it goes really quick. I saw a picture the other day and I really thought, that it looked like lasers, yeah. some kind of high-power lasers. Hmm. And so I think probably like Dr. Hugh Ross says, 95% of these uh, sightings, I mean, you, you can probably figure out pretty quickly that a lot of them are fake. Hmm. Uh, they just don't bear witness with your, your mind. Uh, but, but then my, it's that 5% yeah, of, of real that, reputable, influential people that say, hey, there's no way right. that this is uh, something that... Uh, so I'm saying that I think... For me, it's like it either exists or it doesn't, uh, but it won't affect my faith. And I think that that's the question that a lot of people have is, is let's say that, um, that it's proven that these UFOs are from another planet or, you know, or from another dimension or whatever. Uh, how does that affect our faith? And where does it, where does it line up biblically? Uh, we, we know in Ezekiel chapter one, Ezekiel basically shares a vision of what, appears to be some sort of a ufo sighting at least that's the way he explains it right um in ezekiel chapter well one. there's a book out there josh and i would like to read it just for entertainment uh, purposes but it's called the spaceships of ezekiel and it's a book by joseph Plum- plumerick and it says that this was written while the author was chief of nasa's systems layout branch uh, in the Marshall or at the Marshall Space Flight Center. And so uh, in Ezekiel, uh, we know this was angelic beings. It was uh, some kind of uh, vision that he saw. There are some things described in there that look, sound an awful lot like we think flying yeah. saucers. Uh, and then, of course, people bring up, you know, Elijah, what was he transported to heaven in? Right. There's all kinds of things. But I think uh, what, 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 what uh, really gets my attention is that... Uh, we're infatuated, no doubt about it. Yep. I mean, uh, for all these podcasts to be out there, and they're bringing all of these uh, these experts on the podcasts to talk about what they know. Uh, Area fifty one. I was there. I saw the flying saucers. Right. I saw this. I saw that. But again, you know, I don't know what I believe. I, I was thinking of a verse today uh, in the Bible. It's in Proverbs eighteen thirteen. He who gives an answer before he hears, it's folly and shame to him. Hmm. 
I'm not ready to give an answer what I think about these things because I don't know what I think, but I'm listening and I'm hearing. But let's go back to your thought there, Josh, because I do want to take off in that direction. How would that affect our faith as a believer? Well, I already live in a world that a lot of believers don't even live in. Mm -hmm. And my world is filled with experiences and truths about uh, demons, angels, the spiritual side. Supernatural. The supernatural. I live in a supernatural world. I have since the day I gave my life to God. And so I know that 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 demons literally walk among us today. Angels walk among us. And the Holy Spirit, which I like to refer to as the Holy Ghost, he's there. I mean, going back to the Bible, we were talking about on the way up here, uh, you know, were they primitive in their thinking? Or have we so modernized our philosophies today that we're primitive in our thinking? Right. So the question that I'm going to give you guys right here, are we so modernized today with all of our sophisticated, you know, education and all that, that have we become too primitive in our thinking? Did they live in a more real world than we did? Well, that I we mean, do. Going off of that, um, I'm just thinking this through. Uh, we are being conditioned to look down, not up. Uh, when we have our phones, we're constantly looking at our phones, right. constantly looking at our phones, constantly looking at our phones. And um, we never look around. We never experience life uh, as God intended or as uh, as a natural life. I mean, I was uh, wanting to go backpacking this year. We might still be able to do it, um, but go up to the mountains. And my, 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 my hope is I can leave my phone at home. It won't work anyway. And I just want to experience nature, experience, you know, some new fresh uh, eyes and, 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 and what those eyes could see and what I could hear and what I could experience. Um, because most of, uh, not most of my day, but I have had days where most of my day was filled with just looking at the phone or looking at a computer. Um, and I think that these devices are distracting us a lot from what's out there. Now, I'm not saying that there's tons of UFOs above us and we're walking around, but right. but what I am saying is it's keeping us from noticing things that could be more obvious if we didn't have them, you know? Well, you know, Josh, what I, I like is the fact that they tell us, and I say they, I mean, I can read like everybody else and I love to investigate, but they tell us when a person has a experience with a UFO or gets interested, they will usually go to the occult. Hmm. Interesting. They'll go that direction right. to investigate. I don't have to go farther than Genesis to start seeing right. that there's something else going on. Because when you talk about uh, an exciting life with supernatural, it says that the angels came and cohabitated with women. <clears throat> so let's be honest, if we can, on this podcast. That means these angels had sex with these women. Am I wrong, Pastor? Yes. Well, there's th three thoughts there. But yeah, one of them is that the angels actually transformed, had sex with the women. Others believe that these uh, demons entered uh, uh, yeah, they're fallen, men. Fallen and, angels, right? Well, fallen angels. Yeah. Uh, but some believe that they... they uh, they entered uh, demons, fallen angels are demons, mm -hmm. and that they entered into uh, men's bodies and they possessed them. So it was actually demon-possessed men having sexual intimacy with women. And there was babies that came out of that. Yeah, and there's others, of course, thinks it was the sons of Seth and Cain, and they get into all that. Mm -hmm. But we do uh, know that you get into the Nephilim. Yes. 
Anti yes. Anicum, which we see coming back around, and you've had experience with those through through just a supernatural thing. What when you go back there, you, you know, you, you've got to deal with Goliath at one point too, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, they, they tell us how large he was. I mean, you get a detailed description about Goliath, and all of a sudden, a little ruddy guy kills Goliath. So Goliath was a natural man, but there was something about him. So I like to go back to Scripture and kind of base it. And like you said, Josh, we're, we may be looking too far ahead without going back. But Tom, you can't take the supernatural out of the Bible no, right, can't. and have it make any sense at all. <clears throat> uh, the Bible is full of supernatural, <clears throat> and we are now living in accordance with that word. I thought what was interesting is it says that encounters with UFOs tend to draw people into more occult activities and worldviews. That is interesting. Now, Dr. Hugh Ross, on Reasons to Believe, he says that he, he, this was some time ago, I don't know if he still espouses this belief, but he says that right now, a lot of people that are seeing these UFOs and quote-unquote aliens, they have some kind of occult background or even that's enabling them to see them. Back to their parents. It he, could be. He is saying that still because he just yes. did a podcast where this man's an astrophysicist. Yes. It's amazing to me that he can speak languages that I understand because those guys are smart. Yes. But he talks about it on there. He just says that's his experience. There, there's very influential people buying into this. There's uh, scientists and, and professors and, and a lot. Again, Hugh, Dr. Hugh Ross says the 5% of the cases that he thinks probably is legitimate, those are thousands and thousands of cases. I mean, how many people yearly right now are seeing UFOs and uh, claiming they've even had some kind of interaction with aliens. We're talking about thousands, thousands. I have a UFO experience. What's that? Well, I'm I was, for this. All right. So I was driving uh, when I was young and as a teenager, I was driving on 24th Street in Bakersfield and I was driving west. And I looked up in the sky and I saw this like this light uh, basically appeared out of nowhere. And then it started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I thought, it's it. It's the rapture. It's the rapture. It's happening right now. <laughs> That's what I thought was happening. Later on, I found out it was a missile launch from the uh, from uh, you know the Air Force Vandenberg. Base out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. And uh, and you know, but at the moment, I'm like, what is that? Yes. And and I immediately uh, thought about my faith and what I've been taught. You know, I didn't think about aliens. I right. didn't think about. So it's interesting that I think people right now are being conditioned that there are these little gray men and That's they're going to take people eventually, you know, and, and, and that lines up with what could be the rapture eventually. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but it is weird to me that, um, so Vince, you remember this a long time ago. We were, okay. we were listening to coast to coast, right? right. And uh, I'm going to sound foolish talking about this, but that's I all right. I don't care. And we don't mind being foolish on this podcast. Here we go. That's, that's, that's what happened. we're doing. I'm getting excited we're right now. Yeah. Right now. Here we go. Um, so there was a guy, that claimed to be a uh, time traveler on there. Okay. I remember. And, the, I actually probably remember this And episode. I remember him talking about the future. It was like, uh, it was like. He, he was interviewing. the yeah, uh, decades George, later yeah, yeah. than now even. Right. And he said that, he said all kinds of stuff. But, but one of the things that he said was, he asked him about UFOs. He said, oh, that's been proven a long time ago. He's like, that was proven a long time ago. And I was like, that's so weird. And now, I'm not saying I believe in time travel, but it is technically 
possible, I guess. If I mean, you know, you talk about wormholes and the folding of the time. I love right. the future. You start. Well, you start. If, if you want a real mind blow, if you really want to like confuse yourself but really get excited, Google what is time. Oh man, that will send you. That's down a, a rabbit, rabbit hole, hole right there. <laughs> yeah, because scientists don't even know what time is, and more importantly, they don't understand why it moves forward instead of backwards. Well, and that's what your dad said about primitive thinking. Like, are we the ones? Even though with all of our technology, with us trying to understand time, trying to understand space, physics, all these things, have we, in in better words, have we nerfed ourselves? Have we um, crippled ourselves from actually seeing what's real. Now, th- let me ask you this, Pastor, because you've done this for a long time. How many how many years have you been in the spiritual realm and a pastor? How long have you been doing this? Almost 50 years. Would you say to me that it is better that technology has brought us closer to God and all the devices and things or being more primitive, not having devices, not having TV brings you closer to God? I think it has hurt us more than helped us. I think it's helped us a lot. But I still think that uh, the internet has probably done more harm than good overall. But uh, when you strip away technology, when you strip away TV, when you strip away all this, I'm not saying any of this stuff is bad, but when you strip it down and you go back to our primitive state, just being out in the, we're up on the mountain right now, right. being alone on the mountain with God. Yes. Do you think that is well, when we just are able to just well, connect? Let me speak candidly here okay. because when I say that, some people are really going to say, what did he just say? Mm-hmm. But from my perspective, yeah. the very fact that social media has brought pornography along with it, that outweighs so much good it's ever done because mm-hmm. this is destroying people's lives. And so, yes, I think the Internet has brought opened us up to a new world. And I cannot uh, probably overstate how much it has opened us to knowledge and wisdom and the new world. But from a spiritual pastor shepherd uh, vantage point, right? just the fact of pornography and what it's done on that other side is at least a 50-50 for me mm-hmm. uh, of harm and good. So it can be both. But we have people even saying that they've been abducted by these aliens. And of course, you know, out there today, everybody's going to have an opinion. And I saw one... Uh, uh, I saw many. In fact, I viewed many videos before this podcast today. A couple of guys said they were abducted by aliens. They put them through lie detector tests. They, they, I believe they even hypnotized them. And they passed the lie detector test with flying colors, which only goes to show me that they're not lying about what they think they saw. Right. They really believe they saw they it. Believe they saw Some it, people yeah. say it's sleep paralysis that's causing this, mm-hmm. on and on and on. But... I mean, we could go on and on with speculation about this. I, I feel I'm safe to say that, yes, we definitely know there's UFOs. They're unidentified flying objects. We know that for sure. Uh, the alien thing, I don't think there's any really proof yet. I think that uh, maybe it's the cats on the roof and not coming down. Right. Our government might know a whole lot more than what they're telling us. Mm-hmm. But I do live in a world where I know I've had encounters with demons. That's they spirit, are real. That's they, spiritual Tom, you world. know they're, that they are real. The spiritual world is real. I can look this camera in the eye and tell you that spiritual world is real. It, 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 and it's nothing to play with either. No, Tom, when you got hooked up with me, you got hooked up with, <laughs> with somebody I don't know <laughs> well, well, uh, that you wanted to really get hooked well, up with. Well, well, I like, I, what I love about Christianity, it's the real deal. Well, and, and, and living this like you've always taught us, the Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, day, and forever that we should look at the Old Testament, and we're living that same thing. I mean, we're living in the same organic material that they did. Oh. We just, have, like you said, we have technology. Uh, uh, before I go on, I'd like to say something about that, Vince. I love the fact, and, and, and if there's one thing that's my model in the Bible is Jesus. 
But I love the fact that Jesus had to get away and get alone. Right. And he went to mountains where there was technology in his day. Sure. But he got away from it and went to the mountains to get alone with God and pray. So I think when you get to that bare when you strip away the technology, yes. when you strip, you're able to see the spiritual. Yes. Yes. And, and, that was and the, so, yeah. yeah. And so as pastor is talking about, I do believe the internet has taken us in a way as humans mm. that I don't think is good. I, I, I think it's given us divisiveness. I, and I, and I, I think it's given us a platform for people to say things that they wouldn't if they were one-on-one. Well, right. well, it's I, also a resource, right? And yeah. so if I, uh, back in the day before I had all the world's information on my, in my palm, um, I would pray or I would research a right. library. Right. Uh, now I just library. Google, right? Yeah, I think that again, Josh, going back to that comment I made, I think the internet is fabulous right. for opening us up to new knowledge, new wisdom, but there's a lot of harm too. Yeah. I counseled a young man just before I came up here. I like the hundredth this year. That's having anxiety attacks, depression. He can't put his finger on why this is happening. I believe there is a, a realistic fact here that even the time we're spending on these blue screens and social media is starting to affect. This is my theory that is starting to affect the neurotransmitters in our brains. Mm-hmm. It is messing kids up. Right. I think it could be responsible for some suicides because it's messing with our brains. So I think there's a lot of harm being done along with a lot of good. Right. Well, the good is we have this podcast out. But my point, like we, what Tom was saying, and that's why I asked you this, because when you're able to strip away all the things that Josh called distractions, right? You said they become distractions. Mm-hmm. That's when you're able to see things that you normally wouldn't see, right? Like I know that if I'm busy and I'm just constantly on the phone or I'm constantly doing this thing or what, it's hard to see God. And on the other side, like you said, we we're talking about the spiritual realm. Where I know you're going to open this up right now. How in the world could you ever see a spiritual side of anything if you're so caught up in all the, all the stuff that's keeping you busy around you? You'd, you'd miss it. It'd go right over your head. Or if you didn't acknowledge it, and we talked about this on the way here, if you don't acknowledge that the spiritual exists, you might miss it. And you, and you said, and I, and I, and I'll love for you to get into this. People are dying. People are losing marriages. People are losing kids because they're, they're, they're unaware of the spiritual world. So, um, another thing that I was thinking about is my, uh, I took my daughters up to the mountains up to, you guys have a place over the mountains and we, uh, they wanted to go camping and it was important to me that they were able to lay down with me and look up into the night sky mm. and see the stars. Because I remember when I was a kid, I would do that. You guys would always leave me in the middle of the night. So I'd be out on the deck of our old cabin uh, by myself. But I'd be so excited because I'd want to see a shooting star so bad. And I only saw it if I stayed focused on a, on what was above right. me. And so when I took my girls, uh, we laid down and... Um, and we kept looking and looking and my little daughter wanted to see, my five-year-old wanted to see a shooting star so bad. And finally, uh, as we're looking into the sky, I see one go, uh, the biggest shooting star I've ever seen, you know, just, just lights up the entire sky, That's awesome. you know? And, uh, I said, Hey baby, did you see that? And she was knocked out. She was cold, out cold, you know, poor thing. She was dead tired. It was late. And, um, but the, the, I think that the, uh, idea there is that we have to keep focused on being awake and looking mm. up and we have to be, and I'm talking about looking, not looking for UFOs. I'm talking about looking for God. Um, because, uh, you could, you could equate, uh, this UFO belief in sightings with 
faith very well, very easily because certain people have had experiences. They're talking about it, but you haven't had an experience, but right. how often do you look for it? How often are you looking mm. up? How often are you, uh, you know, looking, seeking God? It says in the Bible, if you seek God, you will find him. And we're talking about God. We're not talking about an alien. We're talking about God who's God of everything. Um, and the fact that we have the opportunity to connect with him, uh, I would say he's very extraterrestrial, right? He's very, uh, um, he, he's very much so separated from, uh, what we understand. I mean, you look at Genesis, you talked about Genesis, Tom, you said that, uh, a lot, there's a lot in there, especially the first few chapters. Um, but when we talk about the world or what it was or what this place was before God created it and molded it, it was already here when God started the creation process, it says that, uh, that, that God's spirit, it was just dark water and God's spirit hovered over that water. What did that look like? What did that oh, look like? Man. Obviously his spirit right. didn't illuminate any light because the water was dark and he was, and so if the water was dark, he was, he was this like force that was always there. And, and the question is, has he left, you know, has God completely left? Is he actually in a pl another place we call heaven? Is it in another galaxy or is it in another? Well, Josh, realm? again, you know? when I came into Christianity, when, uh, all of a sudden, because of circumstances, I decided I need God. When I said that, who is God? What is he about? Uh, I just knew from Sunday school, there was a God. And when I came in and in my introduction to Christianity, I said, God, if you're real, I want to know you. And either you are or you ain't was the language I used. And when I said that, what I was meaning was, I want to know the God of the Bible. I don't want to know the God of religion. I don't want to know the God of, of current Christian movements. Right. I want to know the God of the Bible, the supernatural God. And if he's real, I believe angels are real, demons are real. And so when I came in, that's the way I came in. Now, my introduction to the demonic realm was a way back decades ago where, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting with this uh, crazy guy. He's absolutely crazy. And he said some things that uh, made me believe that this was tied to some religious thing. And so one day I thought, I'll just find out for myself. And so I'm with this guy. I had another uh, uh, Christian with me. And I said, just for the heck of it, I go, in Jesus' name, if demons, if you're in him, manifest yourself right now. And I waited and I said it, I think, a second time. And all of a sudden, this ugly voice that didn't sound like his, it was somewhat different. It says, uh, my name is Largus and Whoa. I'm going to destroy this kid. And I said, can you repeat that? My name is Largus and I'm going to destroy this kid. And there ain't nothing you're going to do about wow. it. This ugly, growling voice. That was my introduction. And I went, what in the heck is this? And from there, I just kept uh, approaching stuff like that. I said, God, I'm not going to listen to what these people are saying over here or those people are saying over there. I want to know from you, is this world real? And from that point, it just escalated. Tom's been in deliverances <laughs> with me. I tell him, can, can these deliverances be fake or they are the real deal? No. One of the most important facts I think that the audience needs to hear is you would always say this, hey, Tom, you up for something? And I'd go, yeah. And you said, <laughs> this might get spiritual. Are you in any sin? That was important. Yes. Because yes. if you're going to invade one world, you can't be sticking your foot in the other world. Oh, no way. And I always say, hey, pastor, I'm good. I confess my sins. No, I'm not that I, I got to back up. This doesn't mean that I don't sin. I'm just saying at those moments, 
I was prayed up and I was ready. And we would go places, Pastor, and the things that we would see. And, and, and it Defied explanation uh, in the physical realm. I, I always like to go back to this one because it was a Wednesday night. We had service and I think you were speaking. You called me like 4.30 and you said, hey, you want to go with me? There may be some demonic activity happening and we're going to go over to this town. And I go, wow, can we get back for service? <laughs> and you're like, well, this is more important service. So we went over there and then we were met by a guy who purportedly told us, hey, I want you to know that I don't believe like you guys. I'm not a believer. I'm not like my wife. You're here because my wife and my kids are starting to hear and see things, and I am now too. Wow. So what can we do? So this is the guy who says, I don't believe like you guys, but I'm But something's happening. Here. Something's yeah. going right. on here. And by the time we left, he knew oh, there he was, was a dimension that he had not been familiar with. He was your best friend by the time. When he saw. What did you say tonight? <laughs> we we so basically, without, without getting into all the details that the audience will go crazy about, there were spirits speaking in their home. They were. They were doing things Manifest and they manifested themselves. Wow. The and we ended up delivering thought. the lady. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and again, we're, a lot of Christians are going to be listening to us. Yeah. And, 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 and they're going to say, oh, this is a bunch of baloney. I believe with all of my heart, and I believe the Bible teaches this, that the church that started out in the book of Acts is still going today. Right. That very church is still going the same manifestations from the book of Acts is happening in our church. It has been happening for 50 years. Well, you know, uh, the signs, miracle gifts left with the apostles, blah, 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 blah. That is not scriptural. There's right. nowhere that that is said and spelled out for us in scripture. So we are living, VBF has lived like this for decades. That's the reason it's grown so fast. People are seeing that what we're talking about is very real. They're seeing for themselves. We are still... Uh, having the same God stories as the book of Acts. We are having the same interaction with demons as the, the, the church in the book of Acts. We are delivering people the same as the church in the book of Acts. And it, it just really, it grieves me, angers me, and saddens me that there's a huge Christian population out there that they say they're believers, but what in the heck do they believe in? But what do they believe in? They but, don't believe in right. spirits. They don't believe in miracles. They don't so, believe in this and that. They'll go, they'll go to the movie Conjuring or Ouija. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and they'll believe in that and they'll come to us and they go, is it real? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you about stories, right? Yes. Because it, it, it does it take Hollywood well, to reveal are... a truth to them that we've known through the Bible? Tom, we could tell stories on here today. That people would, there'd be a certain percentage of people say, these guys are out and out liars. Yes, yes they would. And, and see, I present a problem to people whenever I go speak somewhere. I talk about my God stories. Sometimes I'll talk about deliverances, the reality of the spiritual realm. And either I'm a bull-faced liar and deceived like, like no, not many other people are. Or if I'm telling the truth, they got a problem. They have a problem. So, Josh, you were going to say something. Oh, I was just going to pull up uh, the fact the Conjuring movie, and I'm using my phone for good, not evil right now. Um, <laughs> the Conjuring movie uh, was based on a true story um, about a uh, uh, couple that basically went around. They were a Catholic couple, yeah. and they went around and they would pray over uh, people's homes, and they would find relics, and they would take them and put them away. Put them in a and, safe yeah, place. Yeah, that's a real that's a real story. It's a real couple that did that. And so and in the Catholic uh uh tradition, uh there's a lot of talk about spirits. Um a lot more talk I think than there is in the Protestant. Uh it's funny because you don't think it when I think of Catholics, um I think a lot of times that they 
are very regimented and they're not as spiritual, but, but really it's not true. They are very spiritual. Um, I think it's some of the Protestants that, uh, want to explain away all these things that, that captures my attention a little bit because it shows that they either don't understand or they're afraid. Now for me, it's been, I've had a different, um, uh, encounter spiritually. Uh, I've never dealt, maybe I've, we've dealt with one, um, uh, demon possessed person. And I look back and I don't know, uh, obviously there's demonic uh, oppression happening in right. this person's life. Um, but I don't know like what it was, you know? And so I haven't had the exact same experience that you've had, but I've had internal struggles my whole life. And I believe that the devil has definitely, um, used uh my struggle he finds my weak spots and he and he jumps in and he exploits well, what them did and paul say to us and we're not hearing it your battle is not against flesh, flesh and blood, blood. Right. it's right. against these principalities and when yeah. are we going to get that and again we talked about on the way up here uh to me again and i, I know i sound like a broken record but again when i said i think the internet it, it does maybe a little more harm than good it does a vast amount of good but from a a, a, a pastor's point of view if it destroys uh, 10,000 lives from my viewpoint it's done more harm than good right you can have all the knowledge in the world but if it destroys lives that so that's my perspective oh yeah well, we, who do you think's in charge of the internet you think god is no no god's not in charge of the internet <laughs> it, it's the, the spirit of the of the, the prince of the power of the air that's right. who's in charge well, of it it's really no one is in charge so like the devil uses it to exploit right oh, really he does he does yeah. i mean honestly when christians use the internet we mm -hmm. have to use it in such a way like we're eating a dinner and we're eating the meat and throwing away the bones. Right. Because there's a lot of bones on there. And this thing will lie to you. Yeah. Oh, it'll lie to you. Well, you know, I get the Bible on uh, the internet and that's good. Yes. But I can also get yes. news stories that put fear in my, in my mind yes, right. about my family or kids. Oh, what, you know. what you just said is huge, though, because the internet is telling people lies. And that was my... That, oh. that, I mean, there's so many where people are trying to get truth. People are trying to get, and you have a very good, if you guys go back, you can go to vbf.org, listen to Josh's message about truth and Veritas. Josh had this message about truth and people are trying to find truth by Googling and looking up UFOs and what's real about the world and stuff. And this is where they're looking for truth. It's confusing them. Most of the truth you're getting is lies. Right. A lot of it is. Well, maybe not most, you. but a lot of it. Right. But a lot of it's coming through. Yes the the way that we get information now and it happens to be well, the internet i'll i'll uh summit uh just give a, a a real quick summary of my idea of truth from the bible um there's a story of jesus and he goes to Pilate and he has a conversation and in that conversation the question is brought up what is truth and i did some research and i realized that jesus was using a different word for truth than Pilate used. Pilate would have used the word veritas, which is the Greek origin of truth. Um, and Jesus used uh, the word aletheia, which is a different type of Greek word for truth, which means, uh, so veritas basically means the collective agreeance of the people, what they agree on, that is the, that is the truth. Interesting. So you better believe it or else. Right. Um, which is very similar to what's happening right. today. If you, if it's on CNN, you better believe it. You better believe it or else. Right. That's the truth. And that's Veritas truth. Aletheia truth is much different. It's like when you're cooking a stew, 
and you don't know what's in that stew, but you pull the lid off and you look at it and you smell it. And then you, you end up, when it cools, you taste it and you realize what that truth is. That's the type of truth that Jesus was talking about. And so when Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? He wasn't asking him like we think in, in terms of what is truth. Right. He was asking him, what is Aletheia? I've right. never heard this term, right. Aletheia. I, I know Veritas, but I don't know what is Aletheia. And it got his wheels spinning. It got his wheels turning. And, and he, he probably went after that and researched. What is this word? What does this mean? I bet he had, I mean, I'm assuming here, you know, but I bet right. he had all of his wise men come and say, explain this Aletheia to me. Well, a truth and, it's, and it's basically saying, here's what it is. Here's what it is. And showing you actually the, what's really the going on. The world doesn't know truth. They don't know truth. Well, there's a truth you experience and right. there's a truth you're told. And so you go back to whether, yes. so you go back yes. to whether it's aliens or whether it's uh, demons or whether it's God or whatever it is. We are all fed a certain truth based on evidence, based on what people have seen. We're fed the truth of the crowd. We're not, we're not very often able to see the truth as it is. And I believe that when Jesus says he's the truth, he's the way. He's the, the Bible life, tells us that that's the, that's the world system is being ran by Satan. Mm -hmm. And he is the father of lies. He's a liar. And so it has baby lies. Huh? It has baby lies. Oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> so the, the, the truth that we think we're getting out there, not all of it's truth. Some is right, but a large percentage of it isn't. So we're being lied to from the beginning. So is a society trying to tell us today that there is no God, right? I was a little uh, nervous about talking about UFOs to come out of the gate, but it's interesting, right? And it captures well, our attention. Well, you, you know, Josh, I want to go back to something Pastor Ron said, is that the Bible says our battle's not against flesh and blood. Isn't that where all the problems are in the world? I mean, marriage problems. If I get a marriage problems, it's not, you know, it's not me or my wife. It's my attitude a lot of times. Right. And sometimes spiritual things can affect that, things that aren't even real. And, 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 I, and I, I love, as you're talking about what Jesus was saying was, experience this and you'll know it's true. And I think what I've done with Pastor Ron through the years is we just go out because somebody asks us to show up at their house and help them with something that's going on in their life. And we take them to the spiritual realm. Aha. Yeah. We encounter something, we deal with it, and they're better as we leave. One of the things, Pastor, as you're watching those videos today, one I've experienced and I've read it, is that when people have a a, a, a experience with an alien where they said they've had an encounter where they were experimented on, they're never left better. No. They're always left yep. in a worse condition. And if they're, they're they have nightmares at night. Right. And I never see that in the Bible. I never see God. He always has hope. There's always, um, you know, Romans 8, 28, I will cause this to work for your good because those who love me and called according to my purpose. There's a relationship there, isn't there? If these stories are even true, and I say a big if about these alien abductions yes. and yeah. having encounters with aliens, if they're true, if there's any truth to them at all, these things are probably evil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't, that doesn't sound like they're from our side and they could be in the spiritual dimension uh, again, we just don't know. But like Josh said, right. we're not here to spend all of our time, you know, trying to figure out that. Right. We're trying to take people to the truth of the word. So if, if uh, a news story comes out, ABC News tonight, we're all sitting mm. in front of the TVs like we do, which we don't do. But, you know, let's say we did. Right. We actually, we all have our phones in our hands and there's a there's a, a breaking uh, alert, a breaking alert. Yeah. It says, um, you know, aliens are uh, right. real. Here's a video of one moving around, dancing, whatever it is. Um, would that affect your faith? 
Not at all. It would excite me because I would say, man, I can't wait to get along with God tomorrow to talk to him about what these things are and what we're supposed to be doing. Right. Uh, it would excite me tremendously. So Jesus is Lord of us, right? And uh, I don't want to get too crazy, but Jesus is Lord of us here on this earth. But who knows what kind of plan God has for other planets if there are planets with life on it. You just don't know. Well, we're getting, I think, closer to closer to opening up conversations about the fact that there could be life on other planets yeah. where we're getting near well, that, at least you, to discuss it. You mentioned uh, earlier too, Vince, about the Tower of Babel. You're right. And so what I think is interesting about this day and time is I think we're getting close to that kind of same... Uh, predicament with the Tower of Babel. Right. They built and built and built a tower reaching the heavens and God dispersed them and confused their languages. Yeah, right. And the whole idea was when they spoke the same language, they could accomplish things much farther uh, beyond what what we can even imagine they would do. Right. And now with the internet, we're going speaking back to the that, same language. We're all speaking the Universal. same language again. Right. And, 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 um, and again, I think I, that story is about, it's about progression. And I think it's about um, how, our, how our progression without God always leads to destruction. Think about where we're right. at right now. We're progressing to the point of our own destruction in this world. Yes. We're ruining our planet. Were there things that God did not want them to discover? Were there things that he says, I don't want them to discover this? Yeah, I think so. And I think that um, what he was doing is he was buying us time. He was yes. saying, okay, if uh, if these guys do this, they're going to destroy this planet much quicker than I intend them to. And so I think that he had to get involved. And I think he's had to get involved multiple times to make sure that we don't progress to the point of destruction. And we're at that point right now where, you know, he's going to get involved again. And it, whatever that means, um, I don't know. Isn't that crazy when you think about the atom bomb? Everybody was racing to figure it out, but it took people to get together to say, mm -hmm. my knowledge added to your knowledge. Mm -hmm. Now we can destroy the world. Yep. You know, but but I, I agree with that. So, so it's like you, you have the Americans doing one thing, the Germans, the Russians, and all of a sudden no one had it. Right. But they were close. So let's say, and I'm just I'm just spitballing here, but let's say that the angels have a technology that they can actually visit Earth with with, okay? God created them that way. Well, the fallen angels could have taken their technology and the regular angels could have their technology. So let's just say that UFOs are actually angelic beings, whether good or bad, right? They're either uh, demonic or they're angelic w w of God. Okay. They say, well, they say that like uh, a lot of these sightings happen around nuclear test sites or around areas where they are uh, working on nuclear, um, uh, you know, bombs and, yeah, yeah. and nuclear uh, warfare. And it's interesting to me that, you know, what, what if the angels are coming down just to, to view and to see what's going on and see if they need to interact? Not that God can't see it, but he can see it. I don't know. It's just, right. it's really interesting when you think of it. Well, I just know this. I know that if, if I find out tomorrow that aliens exist, it's not going to shatter my faith. It's going to make my faith more interesting, if well, anything. Right? I agree. I, agree. I tell people, and I've always told my girls as they're growing up, that it depends on how you look at the world. If you look at your, the world through a world's lens perspective, you have one. But if you look at everything, and pastors taught us that, if you look at everything through the lens of the Bible, the lens of faith, that God is in control, that God does have a plan. I mean, we all do funerals. One of the biggest questions that people ask me, and I'm the pastor too, is what's happened to my loved one? Hmm. You know, right. Yeah, yeah, because right. no. everybody's That's believing this is life after life. And, there, right. and there's, we can't even go there. There's a lot of people that are experts in death and dying, right? In the afterlife. And, and, and I'm not. I mean, I just know what the word says. 
and I'm there for people, but I do know that is their number one question, isn't it, Pastor? Yes. Where's my loved one? Right. And 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 so we're all hoping and praying, and our my view of eternal life is through the Bible that we do go to be with the Lord and we live forever. And what does that look like? I'm still in the earth suit. Well, what would angels with four faces? Now, Ezekiel again, and it's interesting you should say that, and I don't believe Ezekiel's talking about UFOs necessarily, mm-hmm. but it is interesting that wherever the spirit went, this UFO-like thing was with them. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I love your take there. I mean, it's just a thought. But what it's if not, fallen angels have literally. duplicated whatever? Uh, and Ezekiel, it's I did think theory. one thing that was interesting <laughs> it is, is you know, it says that uh, as I looked, behold, a storm wind was coming from the north, a great cloud, fire flashing forth around it. And in the midst, something like glowing metal was in it, glowing metal. Hmm. So again, we don't know what he saw. This was some kind of spiritual, uh, you, you know, you vision. Said, you said something uh, funny uh, on the way up. You said, how funny would it be if we looked down and there was a little ant with glasses on and sitting oh, on a rock good. and he's telling all the other ants, hey, <laughs> humans don't exist. They don't, yes. they're not here. There's no such thing as cars or houses and there's no dogs, you know, none of these things. That's what we're doing right that, now. Yeah, That's that, what we're doing right would now. That, in would ways, that right? freak you out to go out in your backyard and see a little ant sitting up on a stool with little glasses bifocals on teaching all these ants? Uh, people say there are humans <laughs> and they live in houses and they drive something called cars. Mm-hmm. And they've even, you know, invented airplanes that fly in the sky that are yeah. billions of times bigger than us. <laughs> and then there's a little and, sign that says <laughs> community church. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, there are churches. I, I want to take that back because there are churches named that. We're, we're not saying anything about you. Um, just Josh just pulled that out of the air. Sorry. Uh, cause I have to know there are churches named that. So forgive us right there, but this is off the cuff and off the mountain. Uh, Josh isn't feeling well today. Yeah. So. yeah he's not <laughs> he's under the weather. We, we, we can't hold him. Say anything. It's the say anything day. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, I want to bring this back to the word. Uh, let, let me just give you one radical illustration and I'm not ashamed of this at all. I've done so many deliverances. I saw a uh, Catholic priest, oh, it was decades ago, on something like 2020 or whatever, and they were advertising, he's going to do a deliverance live on TV. And most of these guys that do deliverances, not most of them, I'm going to get away from that word, a lot of them, they're as goofy as a day is long. But I wanted to watch this television show, and it was, might have been 2020 Dateline or whatever, and I had a bunch of people in the room with me. And he came out, and he's talked for a while, and I thought, this guy's right on. He's right on. I like his spirit. He did this deliverance and, and he did it in a very humble way if there's, if that's even possible. And uh, as he went along the deliverance, I was telling the people in the room, here's what to expect next. Here's what will happen next. Here's what will happen next. And it just, it did it to the T. I mean, it, whatever. But, you know, this is one of many. And I have lots of stories like this, but I'm up at Old Oak Ranch and we're in the midst of a deliverance. This girl actually has demons inside of her, and they're speaking with us. And at one point, I had this crazy thought, and I had a bunch of older ministers with me, pastors, and they had never experienced a deliverance. All their years in ministry had never experienced a deliverance. And so I'm talking to this demon, and I'm about two inches away from the face of this girl, and I was talking to him, and I said, I'm going to let you uh, uh, go easily. Uh, And I thought of a story in the Bible about where Jesus, you know, casts the demons out of this maniac into the pigs. And I knew there had been a horse on the hill. It had been up there at this camp in Sonora, Old Oak Ranch, for a long time. 
And so I, I told this spirit, I said, right now, if you want, I'll give you permission to go into that horse on the hill. And then I told the guys later, I said, I'll shoot that horse in the morning. I got a gun in my car. I'll shoot him. <laughs> um, and and if, if I can describe this to our audience, I said, right now, you have permission to go in that horse on the hill. Just leave this girl. And the eyes rolled up into the head and all you saw was whites. And it came back and said, there is no horse in that hill. As you liar, I said, there is a horse in the hill and I'll give you permission to go into him. And so again, the girl's eyes rolled up into her head. All, all you see was the whites. Three times that happened. And so finally I said, we're going to cast you out anyway. And we did the whole deliverance process. After the night was over and we had cast these demons out of this woman. And I mean, the spirits had talked to us. I mean, it was a crazy night. Uh, and she had fell on my arms as, as normally in many cases they do. It might be in an hour long deliverance, two or three after you get every demon out, they'll just wow. fall in, in your arms. They're, they're so exhausted. And so as I was walking away from the chapel, going back to my room, there's a bunch of older pastors out there and they were all excited about something. They said, Pastor Ron, Pastor Ron, come here. Said they took the horse off the hill for the first time in three years, about four hours before our service night. That horse is not on that hill. <laughs> and they started laughing. They said, Pastor Ron, probably the first time that devil ever told the truth or a demon did and you called him a liar. <laughs> and so somehow that spirit traveled up there and back three times. And I've got many stories like mm -hmm. that. And uh, people will say, well, you know, you're just touched. This is demons playing games with you. No way, because there's too good a fruit that comes out of yes. this. This girl married a young pastor, went on in a life of ministry. She would write me from time to time, say, wow. Pastor Ron, will this ever happen to me again? Hmm. I said, no, you're free. Again, let's go back to a term that I uh, coined years ago. There are a whole bunch of non-believing believers out there. Non-believing. They say they believe in prayer. They don't believe in prayer because they don't pray much. <laughs> I believe in prayer, and I change things through yes. prayer, or God changes things through prayer. Right. They say they believe in the Holy Spirit. They don't call on the Holy Spirit for help. I call on it for help every day. They say they believe in demons. They never fight demons. They say they believe in angels. They never call upon God to send angels to help right. us. They're non-believing believers. Uh, their, their belief system pretty much in some Christian communities revolves around what they don't believe in and mm -hmm. knocking everybody else's fate. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, I found something sweet, and I'm not giving it up for anybody. It works, mm -hmm. and it's worked for me for 50 years. You're going to say something. No, I would say, what would you say to people well, that haven't experienced well, let me the tell, spiritual? Let me tell you this. Isn't it crazy, Pastor, when you get a new believer and you explain this truth to them and they get it mm. and it sets them free? I'm thinking about John L. Ward. Yes. I, you know, I, I, I mean, you know, you know I, it just, it, your experience with the demonic uh, uh, possessed person and John L. saw the... Well, let's go there for a second. Yeah. If you can hang on to your no, thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this is a podcast. We're not going to be normal. Uh, my wife told me, so what I like about this is you're, you're not like every other church in the corner out there. I mean, I have learned how to walk with God. And, and in the New Testament church, there was a spirit of awe. They were always going, guess what happened to me? Oh, guess what happened to me? Oh, right. well, with John L. Ward, I had come to a place in my life to where I had done a lot of deliverances. And for two or three years, I had attempted two or three deliverances and nothing was really happening. And I got discouraged. And I said to God for almost six months, I said, God, if it's okay with you, I'm not going to do these anymore because I had all these beautiful experiences for decades. And now lately nothing's been happening. And I just kind of rattled that prayer off. Well, one Easter after church, uh, I was fixing to leave and some of the uh, security guys came and got me. And on Easter, we had like 13,000 people. And they said, there's a young man out there and he's having some kind of tizzy fit. Something's happening. 
And we've called the police. They're on their way. We thought you should know about it. I said, well, where's he at? And I went out in the patio and there was this young man, very mus- very muscular. And he was frozen in some weird position. I don't even know how he was staying that way, like a statue in a real contorted position. And I said, has anybody prayed with him? And they said, no, pastor, don't get near him. He's very violent. I said, baloney. I'm going to pray with this young man. And I went up to him and I said, uh, son, this is Pastor Ron. Do you know who I am? And he goes, uh, kind of, yeah. Grunted. And I said, uh, I want to pray with you because they've called the police and they're on their way. And I don't want to see them take you away. So can I pray with you? And he kind of went, uh. And so I started praying with him. As I began to pray for him, I felt I should take authority over spirits, evil spirits. And he began to uh, growl. And I thought, ooh, 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 ooh. And there were like 100 people standing around. I thought, this is no place for a deliverance. I backed off. And I said a prayer for him, a short one. I said, amen. I left. As my wife, I got in our car, my wife and I, and it started coming around the front. Uh, a lady flagged me over. She said, that's my son. I said, oh, yeah, you guys have been emailing me. I said, I think he might have some demonic stuff going on. We need to pray for him. She said, not just him, me too. And I said, my wife nudged me. She said, this is the lady that's been uh, emailing you. Uh, she says that they have demons living in them. Wow. And so, and this, this was a very, she wasn't influential, but she came from a family who was very influential in our city. And so, now keep in mind the, the, the prayer that I had ta- uh, prayed to God that I think I'll just give up these deliverance things as nothing's happening. Well, I got out of the car and I went over to her. I said, right now in Jesus' name, I command Satan to be bound from this lady and I command every demon to come out of her. And as usual, she began to scream. I won't come out. I won't come out. I won't come out. Leave me alone. I won't come out. Scream and bloody murder. This was on Easter Sunday at the end of the service in the parking lot. And so I kept saying, you will come out of her. I command every demon to come out of her in Jesus' name. Be gone, be gone, be gone. And all of a sudden she fell into my arms. Now, back up for a second. We had a, a young man saved out of the gangs. I think he was a crip or whatever. Uh, just a little bit earlier than this Easter Sunday. And he knew nothing about Christianity, nothing at all. He, I mean, he, he didn't know about deliverance or anything. As I cast this last demon out of her and she fell in my arms, he came running across the parking lot. And he was, uh, he was, he, he, didn't have, he was lost. I mean, for, for breath, he was, uh, what's the word I want to say? He was, he was, he, he, he was exhausted. He was exasperated. He was exasperated. He came running across. He was screaming the whole time he was coming. Pastor Ron, what was that that just left you? She says, right there where you were at, something left this lady in you. And it was black and about three foot tall. And, and it was, you could see through it and it, it was going this direction. And, and he was just beside himself. That's and wild. he said, what was that? What was that? What was that? And God spoke to my spirit right there on the spot and said, I wanted you to see this, that every time you pray, something happens. And I, I took this man who knew nothing, just came out of the world to show you and prove to you that every time you use your spiritual authority, something in the other realm happens every time. And he, he did that for me. Now, I know, I know that I know that I know there's a lot of Christians out there right now wringing their hands going, oh, I don't like to talk about this, you know, whatever, whatever. But, but our government's talking about aliens with little yeah, right. fat heads and, and, we're okay. and pointy ears, and we're okay with that. Right. I live in yeah. the real world, and right. I'm not going to apologize for it. I've lived this for almost 50 years. And again, our church is growing so quickly because people are seeing that this is real. What blows my mind is trying. there are a lot of people who don't believe in God, but they have no problem believing in the devil. And vice versa. Yeah, it's interesting. Right. They believe in God and they don't want to believe in spirits. It's all real. 
The Bible talks about it and it's truthful about it. We just have to experiment. Paul experienced it. Peter experienced it. The New Testament church over and over and over again. And if we're an extension of that church, we should be experiencing the same thing. Mm. And again, I I know there are Christians out there going, that's baloney. That just, you know, the New Testament church doesn't exist anymore. Uh, The miracle gifts disappeared with apostles. And and you're going to lose a battle if you want to even argue scripture with that. Because nowhere does it say that. And we are living, VBF, our church, and our Christian lives could fit into the book of Acts, couldn't it, Tom? Yes. Without missing a heartbeat. Our life could. And I'm not saying anything different. I mean, this is just the way we do it. And I'm saying this. We don't go out and look for any demonic experiences. But the key is, if you're out doing ministry, you're following what God's called you to, and you encounter it, you've got to deal with it. You see Jesus deal with it, and then you just keep going. When they tell them to go out and, and, and share the gospel, they say also, usually cast out demons too as you go. And so, and I know, and I want to say to our audience, I think Josh and Vince might be of a little different perspective than me. And me. Uh, Tom, uh, no, I think you're right along with me. Oh, I, no, I'm we're, saying, no, no, I'm saying, we're hand I'm, saying uh, <laughs> I'm on your side. I well, see too much. And so to make some of you other people feel more comfortable, I think sometimes Vince and Josh are scratching their head going, uh, I don't know. Is no, that no, I don't think that the yeah. devil or demons or whatever, they take a different route with us. Yes. because they want us to question you so they don't Ooh, show up in good, our lives. Josh. So wow. it's what they don't do that keeps us in disbelief. Because if the devil shows up in my door, I'm getting into fight mode. Right. But if the, if the devil never shows up to my door, I'm just going to live like, eh, whatever. And and I don't I think that's true. We definitely, uh, I think we're just taking it all in, I think, with everybody else. And that was my question to kind of put a cap on this. For people that are Christians or, you know, like that are going to church, and they're saying, man, like I've never experienced anything like this. What would you say for them to get their spiritual? You've talked about this before. I remember when I first came, you'd say you have to have spiritual eyes and ears. How do they gain that? How, how, how do they move from not recognizing the spirit of God and living in the spirit of God to actually living? Let, let me go back to okay. what Tom said. We are not a church that pushes demonology. Oh, no way. Deliver. You could go to our church for six months and not even really know probably what we believe here. Because we keep it behind the scenes a lot. We're not out trying to right. sell videos of deliverances mm, so no. we can make a lot of money. We're not even there. But going back to what you said, Vince, now we know that demons were also active in the Old Testament. But when Jesus came along, what was the difference? He started challenging them. When they're challenged, they begin to show themselves. Uh, a lot of Christians today, the devil has no reason to mess with them because they're not doing anything for the kingdom. They're not out preaching. They're not out sharing their faith. They're not out, you know, praying things into existence. He has no reason to mess with them. Right. But I think what you do is for new believers, get into a church that preaches the whole gospel. Mm. And, 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 and one thing that I want you to notice when you go to a new church, if they spend a lot of their time knocking other churches, knocking other beliefs, here's our belief. And this is why we don't believe they way they believe if they spend a lot of time doing that, get that, get out of that church. Right. We are so excited every Sunday. We get up and we go, whoa, I got a God story this week, man. You know, God opened something new in scripture for me. God showed me something different. Woo! We're all excited. And uh, so for new believers, no, I know they're not accustomed to this. I never would have known that this other side existed if I had not challenged it. I went to God, so I want to know. And when I looked at that young man, I said, in Jesus' name, if a demon's in there, talk to me. And he started talking to me. And I go, oh, my goodness. I mean, and again, I, I, I don't want to take this too far in this podcast, but Tom and I 
If we had time to share stories oh, with you, Pastor, uh, this, my mind just went back to Mexico. <laughs> I mean, we go to Mexico on missionary trips and we encounter the demonic realm. Yes. We deal with it and we keep moving forward. Yes. But the stories we have are, oh. well, you can't, you, you <laughs> can't explain them. And that's why no. I think we get excited. Like Pastor Ron said, you got that spirit of all. You got to get in, like Pastor Ron said, a Bible believing church, the full mm. gospel. Then you've got to start to grow in Christ and have a personal relationship yeah. with him. When the and apostles, they, Jesus sent them out on missions. They came back. The 70s sent them out. They came back and they were rejoicing, saying, the demons are even a subject unto shuddering, us. That yeah. was their big thing. When I did my first deliverance, I came home and kept my wife up to one in the morning going, demons are subject unto us. The same identical thing. I said, Debbie, when I told them to be quiet, they were quiet. When I, when I told them to, to, to stop doing this, or they, they, they listened to me, and yeah. I was blown away just like them. When my girls went to college, one of the new movies would come out, and they would see it, and their friends would go, oh, my gosh, do you believe that? And she goes, yeah, let's call my dad. And I would <laughs> go into the story that I've had with you, Pastor Ron, and they're like, those are real. I go, yeah, that's where Hollywood's getting it. You know, Hollywood doesn't have to make it up. They just copy. They have the right. Walking Dead, and they have all these shows about exorcism, and people are going, whoa. You know, they go watch their movie, buy their popcorn. We're living in that world. We live real life in that world. And so people tell me, did you go see this show, man? It's about this supernatural. I said, no, I don't need to see the show. I'm living it. I, I don't need to see that. Uh, and again, I know it's, 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 it's an ordinary thing. It's a normal thing. For people who have never experienced this, to doubt us and go, yeah, that's just too radical for me. Let me ask you this question. Let's switch for a moment here. Why are many Christians afraid to believe in what I'm saying here right now? Is it number one? I think there could be some pastors say, if I believe in that, you know, and people find out I believe in that, my church isn't going to get big. Mm. A lot of people are going to think I'm crazy. They're going to stay away from me. Yeah. See, I am so uh, passionate about what I found to be true. I could care less about growing a big church. That's not even, you know, on my mind, at the forefront of my mind anyway. I want to herald truth. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is uh, faithful enough to confirm that truth to people that want to know. And if they don't want to know, whatever. Nick, but uh, but why, why are Christians and why are people afraid of broadcasts like this? I, I think uh, it's comfort. I think people are comfortable and it's, it's not just the demonic side of it. I think it's the, the, if you acknowledge that the spirit of God can talk to you, like you talk about from the pulpit, if you acknowledge that God can do little things for you, I mean, you even pray over the craziest things like God help me find this or that. And you have these God stories that are little, but I, I believe they're God stories. But if you acknowledge that, then you have to change the way that you live. And a lot of people don't want to change the way that they live because they're comfortable. Or you can say that yes. Satan's yes. allured them to sleep, that they're, they're sleeper. What, there's a Bible verse that says, awake, O sleeper. We, talk, we talked about this in the beginning of the podcast. I think a lot of people have been put, in, put to sleep. They don't want to acknowledge it because if you acknowledge it, then you actually have to believe everything that's in here. There you go. And you have to actually live by it. Knowledge is and, responsibility. And, and, and it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And, and I would say, and I think you're right, Pastor, a lot of young people, and I'm still there. I'm growing every day. We watch you. We watch you and Tom like hawks, believe it or not. I know these guys, the guys behind the cameras today, Cabin and Ty, they're watching us and we're gleaning. We're wondering you know, what, what you're saying, we're taking it all in, but I think it, it comes down to having to actually live it all out. And I think we're starting to see that the things that you're saying that isn't just talk and we're not, it isn't for building an audience. 
it's real. And if you, and if you believe in it, if you acknowledge it, it will change your life, but it will also cause you to get out of your comfort zone and do things that you're uncomfortable doing. But you have a saying, you say in order to get things or what, what's, you have this saying in order to, uh, get things that you normally wouldn't get, or, and I would say this spiritually, um, you have to do things you wouldn't normally do. Right. And I think that comes down to the spiritual realm. If you're not praying and you're not acknowledging God and you're not doing these things, don't expect God to do anything now, back now, in your me, life. Let me say something that if our audience doesn't hear another thing I say, we don't, as Tom said, chase after demons. This is not a high point right. of our ministry. We're saying it's real and there are times you have to contend with it. My whole objective in life is to preach God, right? Not, not demons. My whole objective in life is to show you how good God is, how powerful God is, how powerful prayer is, how he'll talk to you, lead you, and guide you. And oh, by the way, that does include having authority over spirits. Right. But it sounds like on this broadcast today, you're going to think, man, these guys live by all... No, we don't, Tom. Again, come to our church, three or four months, you go, I wonder what they believe in demons and spirits. I had a lady write me yesterday. She said she's been, been given a, a gift of deliverance. And she said, Valley doesn't even talk about it. Like, do you, what do you believe in this? And she's attended there since she went to Valley High School. Mm. Uh, it comes out. It does. But it's not at the forefront of our ministry yeah. at all. You know, I always look at it like, you know, you, we, we, oh, we all have this uh, opportunity for healing, for prayer, for um, using our gifts. It's like a Swiss Army knife. I've got little blades on my Swiss Army knife that I hardly ever use. But when mm. I need it, I'm glad it's there. Yes. That's like deliverance. Yes. That's good, Tom. It, 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 it's one of those things. And Vince, you were looking for a word, and I think I have the word. Okay. Because when people start to realize that that demonic presence or possession or oppression is real, there's a word called now you're accountable to it. Right. So what have you done? You know, right. people will look at you and go, man, if you believe it, let's hear your stories. Well, I don't have any. Well, then you really don't yeah, believe no, in it. Right, and, and, no. and, I, and I think that's what's the cool thing about the Bible. I think the Bible is the most optimistic book in the world. I'm an optimist at my core. And I want to see what God has for me and my life experience. I want to reflect that. There's an elephant in the room, and we've got to talk about it. All right. And here's the problem. In my experience only, the majority of churches, not, well, do I use that word majority again? Many, many, many churches that believe the way I believe, take it too far, and they become goofy as a $3 bill. Uh, they just become goofy. Yep. And that scares you. And so we see all this goofyism out there. And so we want to separate ourselves as far as we can from that. Well, anytime, uh, I think when pastors go off course is when they want to be known for something or they want to be seen above God. Um, or they're not even acknowledging God's presence. Dangerous territory. And when I when I speak, I don't care if people remember me. I want people to think of God. Mm. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and when I do ministry, that's what I want them to see. Um, but a lot of pastors they get caught up in the you know the recognition of everything. And, and the then again, Josh, really honestly, we have to keep reminding ourselves: uh, submit to the Lord and resist the devil; and he'll flee. Mm-hmm. If we put God at the forefront, and the only reason we're talking about this today is because the podcast is about aliens, uh, it's uh, about the other side, and that's the reason we're bringing this out right realm, now. A different realm. Yeah, and we're saying, yeah, that different realm does exist. And I'm not so much uh, concerned about whether it exists with aliens and UFOs as I am. It does exist in the demonic and the angelic uh, realm. Right. And why? Why? Here's the thing. Question why. Why would someone be willing to even entertain the thought 
that aliens might exist. And I'm okay with that. And UFOs might really be spacecrafts. I'm okay with that. Right. And yet turn us off totally. And we talk about angels and demons and go, ah, I don't want to hear about that because that comes from the Bible. Aren't we kind of treading in the same area? Oh, definitely. And I think people, again, it comes down to, like I said, they, they, they don't want to have to acknowledge any truth. If you acknowledge one side's real, then you have responsibility. Like you said, Tom, accountability, and that's huge. Yeah. There's a reason people don't want to believe it. And again, I think all of us don't want to be connected to goofiness. Yes. Yep. And that's what we're afraid of. But again, we would never be talking like this if it wasn't a broadcast on aliens, UFOs, and what's going on out there. And so just maybe they're about to discover what we've already known. And maybe for, I'm, get, I'm starting to get a, a, a cooking spoon <laughs> in my uh, analogy. So yeah. anyway, th that's what this broadcast is about. And uh, I think on, on our next podcast, one of the next few, I want to talk about heaven, the reality of heaven. Mm. And so is there anything you guys want to say that, that you want to put a, an exclamation mark on, on what we've said so far? Well, if... Uh... If you wonder if God exists, right, or if you wonder if demons exist, just look at the world, you know, look at the world. There's good and there's evil, right? Yes. There's uh, good things that happen. There's love. There's moments where you feel love. The Bible says that God is love. So he's on that side of the, of the, uh, uh, of the line, you know, in the sand. And then there's the other side. And uh, everybody's experienced, everybody has experienced both, I believe. Everyone's experienced both. There are certain people that have experienced more evil and less good. There's a lot of people that have experienced more good and, and, and less evil. But in the end, they both exist and they have to coexist. I really believe that. And so somebody asked me a long time ago, how do you know? Actually, it wasn't that long ago, a couple months ago. They said, how do you know that God exists? And we got into a discussion and they said, well, why, why do bad things happen to good people? And I said, well, it's because God gave us a gift when he created us, a gift of choice. And if there was not a good and an evil, then we would never have a choice. If there was only good, we would be forced to be good. If there was only evil, we'd be forced to be evil. But the truth is we have a choice of which line we want to live on. And I believe it's a daily choice. I, I do. I agree, Josh. And, and, and I, 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 I am going to go here. There are some people that choose to follow the devil's side. And they'll publicly announce it. I mean, case in fact, the Night Stalker, mm. Richard Ramirez, mm. at his trial. Satan told me to do it. Yeah. Right? Pentagrams. So there are some people who believe in it on the goofy side of that side. And they'll say it. So I, I, it choose, you, you, you know, I'm going to choose to get better, not worse. Let me say two things. Number one is, it will not... Uh, what's the word I want to use? It's not going to completely blow me away if we find out that these UFOs are real and that there are aliens. But if we do, I believe they're demonic. It's a good possibility they're demonic. They're demonic Make, forces. Sense. Right. And, and, and so if that is true, then it fits up with my theology. It doesn't throw a kink into it at all. But uh, the second thing too, Tom, that, that I was going to say is that we got to keep our eyes on God. Yes, we do. Preach the gospel. And this stuff will just fall in its place. And uh, so there's one more thing I was going to want to say, but while I'm collecting my thoughts, you guys want to give your, your ending statements on what we're 
talking about Vince. I will in the show notes have a tutorial for how to make your little tinfoil hats to keep the aliens away from. Um, I'm, I'm kidding. Sorry, Pastor. <laughs> no, we do. We joke about it because that's our generation. You know, yeah. our generation. Uh, we've been taught to joke about these things, and um, and you know, it's fun sometimes to do that, but the reality is there are a lot of things that we don't understand. Right. And that's, that's the, that's the, that's the bottom line to everything is that there's a lot of things we don't understand and we hate the fact that we don't understand them. You know, and, and doesn't the Bible say that God's ways are higher than ours? Yes. It's not, I mean, I'm going to always go there. I haven't got it figured out. Yeah. I can't give you all the answers. I can give you my experience and my mm. knowledge. Right. And then I would like people to, live it for themselves and i think that's what jesus wanted us to do he left the he left the prototype what he did and he did deal with demonic things and what did he say the things you see me do you will do them also hmm. did he say that yes. right yeah so yep. it's like greater the, things yeah he said greater things yeah greater and things. if we take that literally you know that has a lot to do with the spiritual world it does if we're to walk just like him and and imitate him uh by the way, check this out. Um, I looked up the, I've been reading the story uh, while well, you guys are talking about the uh, real story behind the movie, The Conjuring. Um, it's about this couple who went around and uh, they basically, uh, you know, did seances and did uh, deliverances. That's a picture right there of a girl being flung by uh, off her bed by a demon. Wow. <laughs> and that, that's it, in the movie. Yeah. No, this is real. Oh, that's real. This is a real photo. That doesn't wow. shock me. Did you? No, that's, that's shock a real we've photo. Had, we've show notes. You got to get that to me for show notes. Tom yeah. and I have had similar things. So we can reference. It's uh, uh, allthatsinteresting.com. Well, 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 I think that's why <laughs> you, we, you see it when, when you've experienced the things. You can walk in circumstances and not be afraid. That's why you could come to an alien a moment, maybe an encounter, and go, well, this doesn't bother me a lot. Not at all. Yeah. I've lived in this world. Yes. So there's definitely things that we don't see. Well, there's more more to say, and I have one thought that I really (laughs) wanted to end with. And you know how that thought just escapes your mind? Until 2 a.m. And 2 a.m. I will wake wake up up. and I will say, that's what I was going (laughs) to say. Yep, yep. But we hope we didn't run you off of this podcast. I mean, again, (laughs) our objective, or my objective at least, of starting these podcasts was that I want to talk about stuff that I would not talk about yep. the pulpit. I think this would be a great podcast if you happen to be uh, leaving at midnight to go snowboarding in Mammoth and uh, you're driving through the desert yes. in the middle well, of the night. Well, well I, I think we should probably <laughs> realistically think of make, making it two parts. Yeah, it's interesting. I have so much more to say. And again, I know <laughs> I get excited and I seem to hog the mic during these kind of sessions because well, this, is my, life. this I, is my life. It is. It's more your wheelhouse for sure. And uh, again... If I, I could probably have a bigger church if I didn't have these beliefs, but uh, I can't be untrue to what I know. The yeah, devil's greatest true. act on uh, our generation is to be silent and uh, make us think he doesn't exist. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's that's his big tool. Well, yep. I can say this, Pastor. Thank you for teaching me this. Mm. Well, and I will opening my eyes, and I that. will take what you said there, and I'll say thank you, God, for allowing me to see all this. And so that's all for right now. And we're off the mountain and we are on the mountain and we're coming Mm -hmm. off the mountain in a while. So God bless you and thank you for listening. And we love you all out there. See you next week. Thank you for listening and watching today. I hope we didn't blow you away too much with all of this talk about aliens, UFOs, angels, and demons. But that's what this podcast was about. So I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, let us know. God bless and have a great remainder of the week. 
sunshine. You got your daddy's ring. 